What's up, travelers? You have found the podcast that is here to explore the world. We are five travel experts hooked on our trade and ready to share our tales from around the world. You're listening to the Where We Roam podcast. Without further ado, let's roam. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this week's episode of the Where We Roam podcast. My name is John, and I am joined by three of my fellow podcasters because Corinne is out sick today, the poor thing. So we miss you, Corinne. We can't wait until you get <laughs> back. I'm sorry I chuckled there. The poor thing kind of kind of. Sorry. Me. Well, I mean, she's really having a, a go with it. So we will see <laughs> yeah. you soon. That being said, we, this is a very special crossover episode of the Where We Run podcast, and we have a very special guest. We have Lisa Griswold, host of the Mouse Chat podcast. Hello, Lisa. It's so good to have you. Hi. Thank you for having me. We're so excited. I'm excited. So recently, the the six of us, Corinne's not here, experienced the pre-inaugural sailing aboard Royal Caribbean's Icon of the Seas, and today we're going to be talking about what we loved, what we think were some of the pain points they need to work through or, you know, what could be improved. We're also going to be comparing our experience to Dana's experience as a paid guest on the actual inaugural sailing the week after we all went on our pre-inaugural sailing. So that being said, I'm going to go ahead and first ask Lisa, you cover a lot about Disney World and Disneyland, all things Disney, Disney Cruise Line. How do you think the average Disney guest, the average Disney family, what do you think they would think about Icon of the Seas? I I think it's a perfect crossover match. It's going to be very family oriented. It has plenty for the kids to do. It has adventure. It has downtime, slower time. It has plenty of space. So I think anyone with families uh, whether your children are younger and they'll be spending some time in some of the, the kids clubs, Adventure Ocean, or if they're going to be older kids that will have more time on their own, whether they're playing basketball or trying the, um, the flow rider, the surf simulator, right. Yeah. Or so many different things that they can do. Not to mention, I think they're going to enjoy the entertainment as well. Yeah, absolutely. And there's plenty. And that's what I really think is cool on this ship. They did introduce a brand new neighborhood called Surfside. And I feel like all of us are kind of torn about how we feel about Surfside. I love the idea that they have an area during the day that is geared towards uh, families with younger children and a great place is connected. You can walk down to Adventure Ocean, drop your kids off at the kids club from there if you want. There are family friendly restaurants there. I think the only problem is, is that at night, it really doesn't seem to have the same ambiance or vibe that it had before when well, it was boardwalk. I, I kind of think a lot of that will go into the fact that there weren't really many kids on our sailing. So you throw some life in there. Yeah. Some, some young kids running around, acting crazy, having fun. I think it does right. probably change that feel and vibe quite a bit. But as grownups in their 40s, uh, well, that's on fair. up without the kids, <laughs> it up, was Lisa. just kind of like, uh. <laughs> no, that's fair. And I will say there was a lot of live music and stuff happening during the day. And Dana, we were briefly talking about this. You were on after us. So there's probably more kids on board than when we were on, you know, for, for our invite only sailing. But it's still January, right? Yeah, it's still January. The kids are still in school. There were definitely more kids on the inaugural than there were on the preview sailing that we did. 
And my room was actually, I had a Surfside balcony room, so I was overlooking the Surfside area. So I got an idea during the day. There was a there was more going on, and you could tell they were trying to bring people in there. They had like hula hoops out, and they had a balloon artist there, and they had a face painter there. So they were trying to pull in the families. But remember, it is separated from Thrill Water Park. So if you have kids right. who are like you know ten, eleven, like to do the big slides, they're on a completely different deck from where Surfside yeah, Water Area true. is, which is geared more toward toddlers and younger kids. Like under six is my. I guess. love the distinction. Yeah. I think that is I think that is good that they do keep those spaces separate, you know, for the for the adventure seekers, go up to the top, you know, do the water slides and all that stuff. Well, I promise you that my eight year old and my almost eleven year old were both like, Oh yeah, we do not want to go do Splash Away Bay. They wanna be up doing the drop slides and the family raft slides and well, all of those things. They didn't even have top. the splash area full of water no. when we were there. Right. Was, so, was it open when you on the second sailing? It was more active. Okay. And again, when I'm back in June, I'll have even a better idea because school will be out. But right. I will say, like it, there are a lot of families who have kids on both ends of that spectrum, and you you really have to separate. Which yeah, is that's fair. A little, you know, I really don't love that. That's a downside, you know, because I have like my oldest is almost 15 she's going to want to do flow right. rider water park and then my eight-year-old while he will do some slides he's not he's not an adventure <laughs> kid at all so right. we're kind of some divided. of the slides are a, a bit They're pretty uh, intense yeah <laughs> okay, intense. okay well what i, I kind of want to transition here now in the show is let's talk about the things we loved and then we can talk about things that need improvement we obviously talked about the surfside ambiance could probably be improved or worked through how the flow of that is with families and then we can also talk about like the home runs because I feel like overall the ship is a home run. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. let's start with Megan. What is one of your main, what did you love? And then we can all chime in on that. So I would say something that I loved would be hideaway. So hideaway, it was an adults only section. So 18 plus it, the ambiance, the feel, the whole area there was fantastic. The view out the back of the ship, it just, it, it has the vibe. Yeah, it is a fun vibe. Do you think it's a different vibe than Hideaway Beach on Coco Cay? Or do you guys think it's like the same the same I vibe? I feel like Hideaway Beach was more of a party vibe with the music going and everything. Yeah. And I'm this sure is tranquility. Yeah. yeah. They did have a DJ play in and they did have the crew was walking around with the champagne squirt bottles and was squirting it in people's <laughs> mouths. Wait, on, on, at, on the ship, on, on Hideaway. Really? Oh, I didn't so that see changed. that coming. They yeah, were that playing was... the champagne shower song. Okay. And so okay. it was so, upbeat and they were two two people were walking around with the thing squirting it in people's mouths. Dana, so I was like, Dana had is... a different experience than we did, I think. Okay, so that's a little so bit different. Champagne shower song? I'm not familiar, Dana. Can you come <laughs> no, I don't think this is the right podcast for that. But <laughs> Okay, just checking. But it was, it was definitely dark. fun. You, you should go. I had some videos I can share with you of them okay. walking around. But it, yeah, it was. it's different, you know? So they are up in the vibe to make it a little bit more like Hideaway Beach. But not as, like okay. what Megan's saying. It's definitely... Right, it's a, not as hyped as correct. the vibe. On, on the beach and like actually on the island. Okay. No, I thought it was amazing. I, I have heard there's a bit of um, a squeeze as far as like uh, seating. You terrible. ran into that. It's yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Not enough Were there enough a bunch seating? of chair hogs? Because the ship overall has so much, like so many seats everywhere. And like Chill Island is like three decks like split up, like stadium seating and stuff. It's insane. There's so much seating. Well, you can't, you can't have a ship of 7,500 people and have 
I just think all the adults a, want to go to hideaway. Yeah. yeah, at an adult And swim area. and tonic. I mean, I went to swim and tonic and could okay. hardly find a chair around there. So if you're not picky about where you want to sit on the ship, absolutely, there's no shortage of chairs at all. Right. You go to Cloud 19 and there's like a gajillion chairs and there's a nice infinity pool over there too. I mean, I just think you have to be strategic. Like if you show up to one area on the ship and there's no seats, that might not be your vibe for the day, right? You just have to make it your vibe. You are now hanging out. You have to watch the chairs, and when somebody's has towels sitting there for more than fifteen minutes. Now they were picking up stuff. That's good. I like that. Yeah, they were trying to remove people. I was wedged between two couples, and they kept trying to take (laughs) their towels. And I was like, "No, I I think they're coming back. I think they're coming back." But they were monitoring that very closely. Okay, well that's good. All right, Lisa, what was one of your? I was going to ask. Was that at Hideaway that they were kind of monitoring? People leaving and leaving their stuff. Well, the the hideaway, yeah, the terrace. Or was that all no, that over? Was, I was only on hideaway. Well, it was at other places, but I was mostly at hideaway and saw it. Okay, there. You but I'm sure they do there. it everywhere. And gin yeah. and tonic too, probably. Or oh, gym, swim or and tonic. Swim and tonic. Swim Thank and you. Tonic. Sorry, I haven't mentioned the, that other drink yet, though. We're gonna keep moving on. All <laughs> right. Sorry, Lisa. The, there is a a weird habit that we always end up mes- mentioning a specific bourbon cocktail on the show. We don't know why it always comes up, but I've not done it yet. So we're not going to do it yet. Not doing it. Okay. Uh-uh. All right. So, Lisa, what is one of your absolute loves? Absolute love? Oh, gosh. I love the the atrium. The, you know, the entry with the... Um, oh, the promenade with the pearl? Promenade. The pearl beautiful and you know you get to walk through it and become a part of it one with the pearl but i like the promenade it doesn't seem as crowded as some of the other royal ships and you can actually maneuver it and so i like whatever they did with that i thought was fantastic and i feel the same way about central park because on on the oasis class ships they have islands of trees going down the middle and then pathways on either side. Well, here they just have one main pathway and kind of reversed it. And I think that opened it up and made it feel more like a park. I, I love what they did with central park. It just seems more open and it was absolutely um, almost a pleasure. It seems dorky to be here with the beginning stages and seeing the little sprouts on the wall and knowing that, you know, we go back in five years or something and it's going to be a full grown park. But seeing the baby stages, that was kind of fun. I feel like um, the little, uh, little trees and little like uh, greenery yeah, it, on it the was, sides. Yeah. Yeah. And when we go Part back, it'll be like, I was there original. when. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I remember when these were just little sprouts. No, for sure. I mean, we, so yeah. Lisa, myself, and Megan were just on Oasis, the original. Oasis class ship, obviously, and their central park is very lush and very full. And it is a little bit of, you can, it's cool to be able to see it, but it's also like, okay, this is really going to be something in a couple years when these are fully grown. What's crazy is someone's actual job on that ship is to take care of all those plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also, and there's no yeah. birds actually in there yet. So they're still pumping in the bird in. sounds mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the other ships, there's actual birds that have like made Oasis their home or symphony their home. So it'll be interesting to see how that works long term. But I love it. Uh, yeah, I agree. Back to the Royal Promenade, Lisa, you mentioned that. So one of my yep. least favorite things is when you're going through the promenade on the night where they're having the 70s party on the other ships. First of all, I'm not a big 70s party fan. I feel like it kind of 
leaves oh, out anybody on, born John. after a certain age. And they introduced in the Royal Promenade this new party called the One Hit Wonders Party. Yep. And it was so much fun. And it's One Hit Wonders from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. And it was a blast. There was like all this dancing and singing. And it was so much fun. We got to meet the person who works for Royal Caribbean Corporate who put the show together. She was super, super cool. Uh, was her name Kelly? Was that her name? I think it was Kelly. Yeah. And she was awesome. And anyway, my point of that was is that we had this party and it did not feel packed. Like there was so much space still because the the promenade is so much bigger, like Lisa was saying, <laughs> and so and much wider and more capacity. open. Well, <laughs> we it didn't feel that crowded either. We were above half half capacity to be fair, yeah. because like full capacity would like seven seven thousand and change like seven thousand guests, mm-hmm. and that is every single room being at maximum capacity. So that means every room that can accommodate four is accommodating four. Every room right. that in that rarely actually happens. Mm-hmm. So this ship is probably going to be sailing usually between fifty five and sixty five hundred people. So I don't think that our experience was that far off. I think what Dana experienced is probably going to be a normal non-peak season sailing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was not crowded at all. I was disappointed, though, however, that, you know, the who let the dogs out for our preview. <laughs> we had the nice surprise with Rover showing yeah, she up, came which out. I thought yeah, that was, was cool. fantastic. So I was telling everybody I met, I was like, oh, my gosh, on who let the dogs out, Rover comes out. They did not bring Rover out. I was so upset. I was standing like <laughs> right underneath where they brought her out the last time. I was like primed and ready because I didn't have my camera yeah. out the last time. So I was I was ready for it. And they didn't even bring her out. Yeah. Sad so days. I don't know if that's maybe, uh, maybe they were just, just testing how it. she's feeling also that day. If she's overwhelmed, maybe. who knows? And they did have um, so they had the stay puffs, you know, the little blow up stay puffs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, they have a for big one. That they were they were testing out like oh wow from the floor to the ceiling of the atrium oh, my. like one you oh, would put we, in your we yard. We didn't have like oh wow we just had like the six foot ones. Marshall, that yes, man. so they had that one. They were trying to set up to have a bigger one, and <laughs> they were doing it as people were coming back on the ship from Portocol, and they were doing it right at the top of that escalator. So they were trying to stand this thing up, and it was falling over, and it was everybody was huddled around like watching them struggle with this like eighteen foot stay puff and then they didn't even use it for the show it was funny so while we're talking about neighborhoods we're talking about the central park and we're talking about the promenade that they've made a lot of changes to let's talk about a brand new neighborhood the aquadome i loved the aquadome i loved everything about it i loved the overlook with its pods and a place to hang out and chill i absolutely loved the the restaurant the aquadome market that they put up there that was such a welcome change Mm -hmm. i love the show the only downside i feel like is there's not enough seating at the aquadome theater that's it that's it it's just smaller Mm -hmm. it's teeny tiny and for as big as the ship is i just feel like it's not gonna it depends on how many times they're going to show the show you know because right. if the the seating is limited it's gonna i don't know how many showings of the aqua action did they have on your sailing dana they they were doing it a lot like i would say it was multiple times a day it wasn't just you know i know oh, they were doing okay. like the 5 30 they do, were doing two shows and they okay. did them at least two of the nights that i saw Uh, on the agenda so i mean and i'm sure they're still tinkering with the need and how many spots got reserved versus how many people were waiting 
And I'm sure there'll be adjustments to how many that they do. In so the hopefully end. they do at least six to eight actual a shows week, of it. Yeah, in a, a seven week. night. Yeah. Which I think is reasonable. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. I just feel like they need to make sure they get enough people through that venue, which is so fun. I mean, it, it's you really know what well done. impressed me was the Wizard of Oz show. Oh, I so was it. very impressed at the quality of, I mean, the entire stage production, taking it from the sepia tones to the bright. That was so cool. The bright, you know, the transition to color. It it was a really cool effect with the, you know, the bed flying over you, things like that. It was just, I was, I was impressed. No, I agree. I thought that was spectacular. Lisa, what did you think about the uh, Wizard of Oz? I thought it was fantastic. I ended up taking a couple of pictures that are just making me smile when I look at them. There was one thing that I I thought they could have done so much more with, and that was the actual Yellow Brick mm-hmm. Road. Oh, yeah. So they I could have, the you know, mm-hmm. they, they did arrows, and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And, and they could have, maybe they're just trying to be creative, and that was their expression of creativity, but I thought that they could have easily projected a Yellow right, Brick Road right. and done anything at all with it, but the characters were amazing. They were funny, oh, and they were puppet, lively. The dog. And, <laughs> oh, Toto. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Toto, he was pretty awesome. It was really. I thought really they did well a fantastic done. job. And I just feel like that comes back to entertainment on the ship was like a five out of five for me. And you all know how much I love Disney Cruise Line, and I think Disney does a fantastic job with their productions, entertainment, pirate show, their Broadway entertainment. I honestly think if this is the direction that Royal Caribbean is going to keep going in they're leaving everybody else behind. Like just the innovation as far as entertainment goes. And I know other ships like the Wonder, they've got like a drone show in the theater. I mean, they are literally, I mean, the moment that that house took off, you know, or the bed took off in the Mm -hmm. middle of the show of Wizard of Oz, I'm just like, nobody else is doing stuff like this. And maybe on Broadway. And then when we're watching the show, the Aqua Theater show, all I could think was is like, only other place to see stuff like this is Vegas, Mm -hmm. you know? So yep, like, on that big of a scale. That's right. Royal has done, you know, really incredible things with other ships too and other shows where you've got things flying. Uh, I remember an airplane flying. Oh, yeah. That's on Symphony. Yeah. Mm. The, on the, yeah. The, the flight sh- uh, show that they do. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I, I yeah. they literally are doing things nobody else is doing. And if one thing that the guy said, we did get to, the guy was introducing the shows while we were there. He's the head of entertainment at Royal Caribbean. And he was talking about how to experience all these different experiences that we're doing here, you'd have to get on an airplane, fly to the West End or New York, then fly to Vegas. And like, there's only one other place aside from the ships that are doing a water show like they're doing. And that's O by Cirque du Soleil in mm-hmm. Vegas, which is phenomenal. And that water show but, was awesome. The yeah. the arrow, the whole the aqua, four yeah. minute Aerosmith, you know, yeah. song with the, oh, two, with the flying with people, the two there's people. two of them flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was so yeah. good. It's mm-hmm. unre- un- un- unbelievable. And, he, and the guy kind of sold it like you're going to feel some emotions. And I don't really subscribe to that when I'm told to do it. But he wasn't wrong. Well, I looked you got over at one point. Sean? I, I, like a little, well, little Corinne tire. was little crying. Tire-eyed. Corinne was literally was crying she? during that. Yeah, I looked over and she's crying. She goes, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said nothing. It was so funny. Yeah, it, um, it was. It was cool for sure. It was a great show. But I'm telling y'all, like that. Even the eye show. Like I'm not. Yeah, I will say I'm not so a big good. eye show person. Right. 
But um, I watch figure <laughs> oh, skating okay, on the no. Olympics. That's it. Okay. So, but I really enjoyed the ice show. Legitimately I did enjoyed as well. it. It was so yeah. well done. The choice of music, the the flying orbs. I thought was really cool. The light yeah. up orbs, Dana. They were flying. I don't know. Have yeah. we still not figured out how they did that? They it's no. String. We have it's not. A it's string. string. It's on a it's string. Not a string. It can't be on a string. No, it can't. Thank it you, was Megan. A string, a string all, no. all from the very. Yeah, they from were the connected ceiling. from the very top. He ceiling. threw so it he would around throw his body, and back. Yeah. yeah. I could see the string. And a long pendulum like a, like, is going to do that. Like a string no, would go sorry. around your body. Yeah. No. Okay, oh, well, I, I have a Dana's full physics gonna, lesson today. I love that Dana's going to hold strong in this one. I'm going to draw it all out and like, you know, for Dana later. And in June, when I go back with my family, I'm going to tell my kids, like, see if y'all can figure out how these oh, orbs are flying say, around mom, this room. it's a string. It's obviously a string, mom. I hope so. That's too funny. We just learned about this in sixth yeah. grade. <laughs> All right. So we've talked a lot about entertainment. We could dive like for 20 more minutes into that. But let's talk about food. Oh, oh, go ahead, Lisa. Oh, yeah. Can I just go back? Please. So, Dana, I'm wondering, actually, you and I were in the 1400 Lounge. Yes. Uh, and I think everyone else was with That's us at this time. Messy? But the Junkanoo. All us and Messy, right? Yeah. My, my, yeah. my friend Messy yeah. was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the Junkanoo band, oh, did they? Yeah. was that just for the inaugural? Or I the, never uh, the saw them again. With oh, messy, oh, okay, yeah. so because I think that thing, yeah. was that was kind of obnoxious and long. Yeah. So as long as that's not happening on every sailing, that works and you really well. It. They did on the Coco ships Coco ahoy. K. Yeah, they they weren't Coco K. They did the ships ahoy yeah, right. uh, parade right. thing. Um, yeah. But that's you know that was it. That was four minutes too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was really long and loud. I agree with it Lisa. That loud. was a lot. Especially when you're trying to have a cocktail, you're you know starting to kind of get ready and go to dinner and things like that. So yeah, I agree with you. Okay, so moving on to food, let's talk about food. So we, so Lisa, on our sailing, you went to Giovanni's. Um, I've been to Giovanni's and other ships. I always liked it. I am always super hesitant to go to Italian restaurants, especially at all inclusives or cruise ships. But how was your experience, Lisa? So we did go on the last night of the sailing and. Uh, started off with a charcuterie board and oh, it okay. had your meat, your meats and cheese. It was wonderful. It was, it was great. And then uh, we ordered soup and I, I'm so bad because I've actually had soup several times since. I don't remember which soup I got, but I remember it was good. Okay. If that counts. No. Okay. That's terrible. So the soup was good. <laughs> the soup was good. I mean, the soup I'd get all day long. Okay. Um, and and then I did get a um, like a, a pasta alfredo for my main, and it was fine. I'm gonna be honest, it was fine. But my taste would have um, a little more garlic, a little more parmesan. Um, but it was it was a little bland. But you know you can you can spice things up a little with some seasoning on your own. Right. So uh, yeah, it was a great service. Um, I remember having hot tea and they just kept my pot full, which, you know, if you're a hot tea drinker, it's important to have the hot tea continue with a fresh bag. So gotcha. Yeah, it was a great and um, a great meal overall. And yeah, two thumbs up on that one. No, it's, I mean, that's good. It's yeah. good to hear. Well, I'll give it a thumb and a half. OK, because you, did, you didn't love the pasta. Flavor. I think that also maybe yeah. wouldn't be the first thing I'd order at a restaurant like that, though. I understand why you did, but like maybe something more heavy protein, maybe they was there where they're, where they're going to shine. Mm. Who knows? Mm, right. Right. And, and you do have to err on the side of less spice than more because people's palates, you can always add, you can't always right. take away. 
I, exactly. So Dana. Yes. You went to the place that all of us wanted to go to. Oh, it was so and nice. I don't hate you at all because of it or completely do. But go ahead. Where did you eat dine? Uh, so I went to the Empire Supper Club. I had someone okay. who invited me. They had a reservation and, you know, knew that I was there to kind of check things out and ask if I wanted to join them. I said, yes. Now, it is an extra charge. I did have the, I did have the dining plan, but it is an extra charge on top of that. But it was fantastic. It had a drink pairing with every course. They had um, live music playing. It um, was a very small space, not a lot of room, really small, so that everyone can kind of see the the music and mm-hmm. hear that. But I will say there was a like a focus group right after the next day, and I heard some feedback from there. A lot of people were saying they couldn't see, they you know that kind of thing. So I think they are taking some feedback and making okay. a few changes. But the food overall was exceptional so good okay that's good so we all were able to try like the rabbit i didn't try the rabbit but they had like some samples out from there um i tried the you said caviar, the caviar you? dish and yeah. that the caviar dish was legit chef's kiss it was yeah. so good and it was Everything just a bite. Was and they only, so every time they brought the platter out to like let people try it there was one of those <laughs> of the caviar dish and I like snatched it immediately and I was like I made the right choice. So you made it a whole really meal good. out of the caviar. Well no, I just had the one. Oh, I didn't keep I no, I'm just saying though that when I saw it come around, I made sure I grabbed it. Well the presentation, I mean I wish I could share the pictures with you guys right well, now. Well we can. We'll we'll post them into the into the pod. Yeah the or presentation into our Facebook was it was top notch. I mean on top of the food being fantastic, the pairings with the drinks was spot on yeah so it's not a wine pairing so tell no. us about that so they start out with moet uh with moet and then okay. uh the cocktails kind of vary depending on you know what you're having there was like a right. vodka one and then a scotch based one and then a gin based one and then there was a bullet bourbon it was a new york sour so it was Ooh, i love sour yes it was so good wait and were then, there any old fashions listed on there oh, oh, it, oh there it is oh there it is okay there we it found is. Our that's, old that's the, probably mention. the closest thing was the new york was the sour. sour yeah and then um they had a wine and then uh the, they had a toasted almond with the dessert it was tito's Ooh. vodka that with sounds Kahlua, so good amaretta heavy delightful. cream grated nutmeg on top oh it was so good i, you, I, I definitely recommend it if you can you know swing it on your next trip. So I know that what is it? Matt Hotchberg from the Royal Caribbean blog was talking about the restaurant and he really loved the idea that they shifted from a wine pairing to a cocktail pairing because it kind of opens it up to a broader appeal than just wine drinkers. Mm-hmm. Like while they include some wine in the list, everybody's going to find something that they like with those pairings somewhere yeah. along the way. And it was the theming too. I mean, even like the lady who was singing, she had like one of the the older microphones, you know, right, right, right. Oh, with the cord, it, and yeah, the, it had the, a cool the whole vibe. vibe. Yes, yeah. And so I think one of the focus group things also mentioned, like maybe adding like a dance floor so that people can. Oh, where are they going to find space for that in that little place? I don't think they can. It's a small restaurant. It's no, that's a fun idea. Small. But it's or having a yeah. photographer come around and take pictures or things like that, you know. So it, it probably will be a different experience the next time I go. Um, because they are, you know, they're new and they're making changes and shifting things as they need yeah. to. Yeah. The mm-hmm. venue is beautiful. I know people were saying it's too dark, but I thought it was just absolutely beautiful. Oh, no, beautiful. it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. From a visual perspective, I'm like, they've really hit the ball out of the park. Okay. You also had a Zoomies and Hooked. How did that work out for you? I had a Zoomie where I just did like the sushi and then I did right. the hibachi 
another okay. night. So I did the sushi a couple of nights, like maybe even two yeah. or three nights, if I'm being honest. I love sushi. I could eat sushi every day. Me too. Well, you were on a seven-night sailing. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So the, um, but the, you had the unlimited dining package. Had the unlimited dining. Yeah. And so you could pick like one of the appetizers, two rolls, and then a dessert. So it was, it was the perfect amount of food. The hibachi was great. I didn't love the chef hibachi person. Oh, okay. I feel like they didn't, they didn't do like the onion volcano. What? You know, they did it. Like there was no show behind it. It was not a, it was not a big showstopper like a hibachi normally is. It was just like a normal disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, otherwise the service was fantastic. The food was, was good. I mean, it's hibachi. Uh, and then hooked, of course, lobster roll. You can never go wrong with a lobster roll from hooked. Oh, that does sound good. So good. Okay, good. Man, I'm, that was my biggest disappointment is that we didn't get an opportunity on our short little three night to do specialty dining. Well, I think, that being, I think that's hitting it right there is yeah. three nights just it's was not enough. Yeah. Not even scratching Never the enough. surface of what no. they offer. Which is why I'm concerned for people who are doing a three night on Utopia. They're going to have to go back because Utopia is doing three and four nights and that's not going to be enough to experience that let alone a ship like uh, Icon but that's you know that's Oasis class right the Utopia Utopia is Oasis yeah. class so I'm, on, I'm on big, it in August big lady. yeah so alright so that being said about specialty dining I do want to mention things we loved I thought the main dining was the best main dining I've had in Royal Caribbean in a while yeah I agree main with that main dining was um, pretty good I think we mentioned that on our live show but it was mm-hmm. delicious yeah. yeah I agree with that Let's talk about service. So we know that on Oasis, Megan had and Lisa had some issues with their staterooms. Just never met. You never met yours, right, Megan? We never met our stateroom host, no. Which is on crazy. On that November Oasis sailing. Correct. And that's the first time I've ever sailed and have not met my stateroom host. They always okay. seem to go out of their way to at least say hello, get to know you a little bit, make right. small conversation. It's part of the whole package. Right. And on this one, Sean and I had like, I think maybe the one of the best stateroom attendants that I've had in a long time. And that was Joe. So shout out to Joe on Icon of the Seas. She was great. She was friendly. She would always follow up with us, ask how things are. I don't know. And I felt like in general, the staff was so happy and so attentive. Like I Mm -hmm. didn't have any bad experiences with staff. No. Main dining especially, I thought they did a great job. They were yes. there when you needed them, but they weren't hovering. It was nice. Yes. And that's the funny thing is like, remember on uh, Oasis, it's like it was, fr- they seemed frantic, mm-hmm. you know, like they just seemed like all over the place. Like, And when the server is rushing and stressed, I feel stressed. Yeah. And it's those little details too, John. Yeah. Like on Oasis, they didn't remember all of our, our drink orders or if you get a sparkling water or a soda right. or this and that. On this one, on Icon, I showed up and would you like your sparkling water? Would you like this? They, they remember and it's fantastic. Exactly. They know exactly what you want. Yeah. I love that. Now, I was going to ask, uh, we were talking about dining and I was going to ask Dana how the service was for you. Was it any different? Oh no, I remember what I was going to say. I loved that bartenders at 1400, which was all of our favorite bar at, <laughs> oh, yes. uh, on they Icon were so when we were good. out there. They remembered, not only did they remember Dana from <laughs> all of us going up and ordering these bubble drinks, because we were doing it mostly for the gram, but they were also delicious. They remembered Dana and they're like, oh, you should ask this lady over here about... Uh, <laughs> She had about eight of these last <laughs> oh, If she liked the 1400, she drank all of them. That was so funny. She still remembered me the next week when I was there. 
That's amazing. Yeah. I love that, that they remembered you guys. Uh, yeah. They remembered you and they remembered us. I mean, the staff was just top notch in that regard. Mm-hmm. They would always remember they're so super friendly. They always were excited and they really seemed to take pride in the fact that they were on Icon during its inaugural year. And I feel like Royal Caribbean did a good job getting the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel definitely. like the staff was definitely on point. And I was a little nervous about all the bars and all the people and them handling the drinks and it taking a long time, but it really didn't. I actually, I'm just such a creature of habit that I had right. my normal routine every single day for seven days. So like Lawrence at Swim and Tonic had like knew I wanted the limoncello drink and he was from right. Jamaica. So I got to visit with him. And then like every afternoon I would always go to base camp and Leona who was serving the food there. <laughs> she remembered me. She's like, would like knew my order before I even walked up and then I would always walk and get a you know a dark and stormy from over here and he knew and he, he said the same thing every day he's like it's sunny outside so if you order this and it turns dark and stormy I'm gonna blame you so <laughs> it was just the service all around even in the the smaller bars was top-notch right That's I felt good. the same way and I love the the new bars and the new venues. They did a great job. I wish we would have spent more time at dueling pianos or jazz. I feel like we oh, ended up getting... It was good. I was there every night. It was so good. Dueling pianos or jazz? Dueling pianos. Just okay. I would always stop by. I'd made like the rounds, you know, right. but it was standing room only every single night. I've I yet to sit down in that venue. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It was well, it tells you how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then did you go by Lou's at all? Lou's Jazz in the park? Yes. Uh, a couple of times. And, you know, I was just walking through, you know, to go to the How casino. How was the vibe there? Because it, it seemed really, dead when I walked by. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it's a, it's a different vibe than like the Dueling Pianos, which is high energy. Everybody's singing. Right. And this was more, there were some people dancing. There were some people just sitting and enjoying the ambiance. So, I mean, I thought it was, it's a great ship for something. You know, it has something for everybody. You know, whether like you that. want a relaxing experience or you want a high energy experience, it's got something for everybody. And they are all spread out, all of these oh, places, yeah. you know. Yeah. So if you want, you can go over to the Central Park and there's multiple venues for you to hang out. And if you want, you can go to the promenade. There's multiple venues for you to hang out. You can go up to the Overlook and hang out there. And that is super chill with Ryan Bean, which had some really unique drinks up there. I had a, um, a chai tea Old fashioned. Yes, that was good. Oh, they, How was yeah. that? Yeah, it was interesting. It was coffee good. Coffee inspired stuff. Yeah. Right. It was coffee and tea inspired. It, it was very cool. It felt holidays to me. Kind of it like was, a holiday. Well, the chai vibe. tea yeah. d- uh, did kind of have like almost, if yeah, that's the best way to say it. Like Probably a holiday some of the drink. spices they use. Yeah. yeah. Remind you In of the chai. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But make sure you wear comfy shoes because it is no joke. A lot of walking. In the evenings if you're making the yeah. rounds and going to the casino. And then, oh, one thing they did have on the week that uh, I was there that you guys weren't there, they had a father daughter dance. Oh, oh that's cute. And it was that's the cute. cutest thing. I sat and watched it from the what upper venue balcony. What was that in? It was in the. Um, Music hall. Okay. So cool. I was up in the upper, you know, the music hall's two stories. So I was right. up in the upper part looking down, like watching them. And they had like a little photo booth station and they had like crown station. And it was so super cute. sweet. Yeah. And I thought, I love I've that. never seen this on a royal ship before. So I thought that was a really nice touch they're hitting it out of the park with a lot of these activities and yeah. the the new entertainment and in the venues that they're rolling out i love that let's wrap up with a couple things that we feel like maybe improvements i did the and this kind of speaks in general to how i feel about some of the random upcharge stuff i was um invited to participate in the 
what is that called? The crown's, crown's edge. edge. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Very well done. I think I would do it in a heartbeat for 30 to $40. Yep. Half price. Very cool. I would mm-hmm. totally do it. I've heard that on some of the like the early sailings, inaugural sailings, and some holiday sailings, it's getting up to like $80 on sea days. So here's what I would say. It's definitely worth doing. Do it on a port day. So schedule your time. Reserve a time when you're in port where it will be closer to that $40 price point and do it then. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't spend $80 on it because I feel like it, the, the whole experience lasts, including your safety briefing, is like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And most of that is safety briefing, watching other people do the experience. Yeah, and then finally, like the last minute or two is you. Starting that and ending that in about 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could slow roll it as much as you want, but then at one point you get to the plank and then the plank drops out underneath you. And then, <laughs> and and then it's, it's just smooth sailing around. <laughs> yeah. I know. So <laughs> does it's the price fun. tag include pictures and video, or does, it does. Is that actually? It does include okay. pictures and video. So they were Which testing the video. Nice. So I didn't get it's a video, attached. but I do have photos. So okay. for that price point, they better include the video, right? Mm-hmm. Like that'd be crazy not to. Yeah, it's digital though. I mean, that is yeah. really no cost. Well, no, there's a photographer there. Okay, that well, that is the thing. There's a photographer yeah, I, taking everybody's pictures. I, I agree pictures. with you, John. I think forty to fifty dollars max is what anybody that's what should worth. be willing to pay. Be strategic on when you schedule it. That's all I'll say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good tip. Yeah. And then next, I was going to say, I really like, I really love the ice show, but it exits through Playmakers. Mm -hmm. So like a thousand people have to like exit a venue at the same time through a restaurant. Yeah. And that's something Lisa didn't, wasn't a huge fan of either. And I can imagine, like if you're in Playmakers having a drink and then suddenly there's 200 people doing a mass exodus from a venue that you maybe didn't even realize was there. I can see how that would be a little less, less than ideal. Yeah. I agree. And you guys know how popular quest is. So it was packed every single seat. Even a show may not fill up every single night, but like quest is something everybody comes out for. And um, right. it was a huge mob of people coming out of or going in and then coming out of mm-hmm. the quest game show when it, when it let out through playmakers and it was it was like shoulder to shoulder getting out of there. It's an odd exit point. Well, entrance and mm-hmm. exit for both of those. Yeah, but I will say this: even though, so this is the, the I'm this is why or they or they put it there because they had the space right, yeah. and it is huge. Like the ice skate, the ice rink is way bigger than the ice rink on the Oasis class ships, and I think like they were trying to be creative with how they could fit it in there and give it like maximize the space and maximize like. But like, I think maybe that was the only place they could put it and get used that much space. I feel like maybe that's a trade off. It's a bigger auditorium, bigger theater, but you have to exit. I don't think it's awesome yeah. that way, but if that's the only way to make it happen. should have been in Surfside. Yes. I, I think you put the arcade, you, you switch where the arcade is. Oh, uh, that's the money right yeah. there. Because that's not far. No. It's just around the corner. No. That's it right there. Oh, and then when your kids are outside problem. playing, you know, you can run to oh, Playmakers yeah. and still watch the game. You could catch like the highlights exactly. from the games on Saturdays Playmakers, while the kids yeah. are playing. Yeah. Playmakers goes where the arcade is and the arcade goes where Playmakers is and you solve all your problems. There you go. Problem solved. Look at us solving problems. Star of the seas. We if see you. we were on some sort of committee. We're not, uh, not that committee. <laughs> all right. I just thought of this as we were talking about things that we don't love. I did not love the day bed situation in the hideaway or along the pools because you can't just get those you have to pay for those and 
you need, I mean, yeah. you're, you're blocked by them because they're obviously have the best view. If you're in the hideaway, they're right up next to like the glass. Right. So at the, on the aft of the ship. So if you want to go get pictures, you're like weaving in between them and then they're there all day, you know, whereas if it was not a upcharge thing and it was a first come first serve thing, you may get somebody there for a few hours and they may leave, you know, but it's just another add on thing that they that they do. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where I understand charging for the day beds that are floating in the, the, yes. the infinity pool because yes. there's three of them and that would be like madness. I, I see what you're saying. The beds are in an inconvenient location yeah. to mm-hmm. be charging for them. And then people feel obligated to not stand in front of people paying for beds. Because yeah. we were yeah. wanting to get pictures, but you're standing in front of all these people who paid yeah. for that view, you know. Exactly. So you're in this awkward situation. Yeah. Megan, anything that you feel like wasn't a home run or that you feel like need needs some improvement? Yeah. So for me, I mean, Central Park is usually one of my favorite neighborhoods on at least the Oasis class ships. So right. for me, now I, I, like we were talking about before, a lot of these shrubs and plants are not grown in yet. So I can't right. get the full effect right now. I do think that they did a great job adding a zoomy into Central Park. I think it's a great right. fit. Bubbles, the champagne bar is a fantastic fit right there. It's It's great. For me, though, they did these colored shutters along the upper part, and it really took away from the ambiance that I know Central Park to be. Um, it, it was distracting in a way, as opposed to just aesthetically pleasing. So it's like I, a park I, in the Caribbean and not a park yes, in New York, which yeah, is the idea yes. of Central Park. Yeah. And again, once these shrubs fill in, maybe you just won't notice it as much. But for me, I thought they kind of missed the mark a little bit on that one. I think that's totally mm-hmm. that's totally I fair. They are a little it's Megan, borderline Derek, garish. Derek just brought you flowers for your birthday. Um, I don't know if it was him. It could have been him, but they were he just, just delivered. In. They were just yeah. delivered. Oh, okay. Are they Happy you, birthday. Are they that's super cute. <laughs> oh, he just said they're not from him. Oh, oh no. <laughs> sorry, Derek. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. All right. Um, before we wrap up, uh, Sean, was there anything you wanted to say? I know that Lisa wasn't a huge fan of the sweets. She had to hop off, but any no, thoughts I, on the sweets? didn't. Oh, yeah. The bed initially that we saw, you and you and me, John, as we were walking oh, through. Oh, the family suites. In, the family yeah, the, suites. Surfside family suites. Yeah. It's um, a weird small know, bed. Seemed seemed kind of small for a family suite. I mean, some of that is just what they are wanting you to put into some of these, like occupancy and stuff like that. I really think that was the main thing for me. Everything else was really, I mean, I thought it was a great experience. Um, what yeah. they are offering on the ship, I there's not too much for me to uh, to gripe about that we haven't already kind of discussed. You know, what you guys said on the upcharges, the Crown's Edge, you know, we, we hit up on most of the stuff that I would probably also jump on board with and say those were the issues. So overall, yeah. Very happy with with the icon. So I do want to say I absolutely loved the water park. I thought the water park was a blast. I mm-hmm. thought the, the 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 raft slide or the the what do they call them the the raft slides were so much fun. And Dana, yeah. it was so fun getting you to go on that and go yeah, backwards. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. just a super fun. It was fun area. Zapping said, everything being hurricane. The drop slide on that, the dropout mm-hmm. underneath you, we, that comes with a free concussion. All of us, <laughs> oh, with no. the exception of Sean, smacked our head. That's because no he issues. has the or hardest head back. I know it. It was. It was. It was. That was intense. And I've been on a lot of those dropout slides where normally it's like a smooth drop into like the water slide below you. That was like straight down and went like. Kuk-kuk. So mm. like, I would not be surprised if they mo- if it closes at some point and they modify it. We'll see. John, you are king of the one liners. 
What's that? Kaklunk? <laughs> he comes with a free concussion. <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a concussions included. Uh, but the water park, I think, is like a home run. There's so much about the ship that was a home run. I loved it. Like, yeah. honestly. And it makes me my heart happy that it was just as good, if not better, when Dana was on it. Yeah. Like it like the quality didn't drop and we'll have a follow up in June when you're back on it with your kids and what that's like when it's full of kids. Lastly, I loved 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 that you can get around. There's escalators between floors. I love that the casino is out of the way. You don't have to transverse it to get places on this ship. I loved that you could go from Central Park to Adventure Ocean. I'm sorry, Central Park down a slide into Surfside. And then you can get, you know, through that same little area, walk up a set of stairs to get to uh, what is the other venue? What is it? The Promenade. It's just so well thought out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Entirely. One thing that I really thought was cool, and I think we'll all agree, is the elevators. The elevator system on that ship is legit yeah mm-hmm. so you don't you don't push up or down you push the number you're going to go into and it tells you which elevator to get on there's and it's six brilliant six or eight elevators on opposite sides and yeah it says hey go over to elevator a and then that elevator only makes yeah. stops at maybe three or four floors so you're not getting everybody on then it goes you know floor by floor by floor it's deck very deck strategic deck. yeah yeah it was, it was a six. smooth operation yeah i, I think total I think was like four on each four okay, no i think it was on six each, on, on each, each. i it goes up to i a b c d e oh yeah F, G, it, might, it might be 12 i, I think J, it's six on each side 10 there's there's 12 because i went up to like l yeah, yeah. Yep. It was awesome. Guys, highly recommend this ship. It was so much fun. Yeah. And the good news is, is that we're talking about this. A lot of people are talking about how it's just so expensive and you could easily spend 10 grand for a family of four, like in a regular cabin. You know, sure. If you're going in June, be strategic, plan off season. Like I've seen prices like around 5,000 for a family of four with kids sale free off season. Consider that, but book that in it's advance. It's worth it. Oh yeah, yeah right. don't wait till the last minute. Definitely, yeah. that's yeah. key. Yeah, because it gets more. Everything's. I'm watching the price of my sailings, and they're just all going up as I've booked them. So mm-hmm. definitely, and the off season, most economical times are going to book faster yeah. uh, because the price yeah. is right. Yeah, yeah, but I will say I this. I guess though. it's kind of a mix, right? Yeah, between. I mean, he- heavy travel times. Spring break is sold out for a long time. You know. Yeah. Like that, my clients are going in May and they're sailing is straight up closed. I don't know why it closed, <laughs> but it's been closed for a while. So anyway, I'm going to think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, closing thoughts. I think all of us were wowed. There are still some things they could work through and figure out, figure out those price points on the upcharges to make them, you know, because I think they'll turn a lot of people off or away at a $90 price point for something. But yeah, it's, uh, but if it's priced right, the experiences on this ship are amazing. Mm-hmm. So I still don't think I've done it all. I was there 10 nights. Still don't think I've done everything there is to do. For no. sure not. Like I, I mean, you could go on two back to back, you know, just probably 14 nights and finally see it all. Mm-hmm. But totally worth doing. Well, when every Highly night recommend. ends at the, at the dueling piano bars, you probably didn't, Dana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, just because it was near the pizza. So I'm it like, works out perfectly. Of habit and routine. Every day I get my limoncello and yeah. my dark and stormy. I do. Did you go to a comedy show at all? When <laughs> yes. You were on this oh, one? I did the comedy show. Oh, in the attic. How the was it? The very first night. 
It was amazing. They had like three oh, comedians. Um, I really, really enjoyed it, which I love comedy shows. Okay. Uh, How anyway. was the venue, the attic? Was it good? It was okay. There was, there, um, it, it was a little small, but not They're always you know, small super small. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what it's going for. That's the vibe of it. Well, that's they, what stand-up comedians like. They like a smaller right. room. And so they can see everybody, which I get. But they did have a little show in there called The Liar's Game or okay. whatever. Um, and it was a fun little show that they did, like a game show thing. And it was packed standing room only so at that point i kind of wish that you know there had been more seating in there or maybe they had done that in a different venue but i think it's kind of new to the brand so that may be why they're trying to fill it gotcha. out and see how many people are interested cool all right i'm actually going to wrap up the show now we could go on probably for like three more hours about icon <laughs> we loved icon uh that being said i would like to thank you for joining us for this special crossover episode of the where we roam podcast with mouse chat lisa griswold thank you so much for joining us it was an absolute pleasure if you are a regular mouse chat listener and would like to find us you can do a search wherever you find your podcast for the where we roam podcast we would love to connect with you as well lastly um, you can find us on facebook by doing a search for where we roam podcast if you'd like to let us know your thoughts on Icon, if you've been, if you want to go, we'd love to chat with you about it. Also, you can go to Facebook and find the Mouse Chat Podcast, and you can they have a really robust community over there as well. Once again, thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.